Speaking of Thanksgiving, earlier tonight, President Biden left Washington to spend the holiday with his family in Nantucket. Nantucket is close to Martha's Vineyard, where the Obamas live. Tonight, Biden knocked on Obama's door and he heard, we're uh, not home. That wasn't even entirely unfunny. That was, that was an attempt at a joke. It might have qualified as a joke. We must look for the good and praise it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's true he's onto something there. Well, happy Wednesday to you and a uh, premature happy Thanksgiving to you and your very functional family. I hope. Joe Biden did uh, fly aboard Air Force One up to Nantucket yesterday with Dr. Jill Biden. It looked like they took the small Air Force One, right? The 757. Eeny, meeny, money, mo. Should I take one of the 747s or one of the 757s up to, up to Nantucket? And Joe is up there. I saw him uh, trying to get off the airplane with with Dr. Jill, who's not a doctor. She's not a doctor at all. And uh, arriving in Nantucket. What are they going to be doing in Nantucket? Well, let's see. Yesterday was Tuesday. They're going to be there until Sunday. It's a, another long vacation for Thanksgiving. How many uh, days are you getting? Are you getting enough? Let's see. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I speak English. The... Uh, that's uh, Apollonia, little Apollonia from uh, The Godfather. Uh, and uh, uh, just uh, just bowling. Where is he staying, Michael? Is he Does he have friends that he's staying with? Does he have any well-to-do friends on Nantucket? Well, in fact, he does, as a matter of fact. His billionaire friend, David Rubenstein. I wonder if David Rubenstein is pro-Hamas, like so many Democrats are these days. Nantucket braces for Biden arrival and stay at billionaire friend David Rubenstein's $34 million 13-acre beachfront compound. Security is ramped up around the property with tennis courts and hot tub. Got a hot tub. I'm sure that the usual stuff goes on in the hot tub, but, uh, but not with the people you know. Cobra, cobra, cobra. Clamshell, clamshell, clamshell. We do have uh, at the Chris Plantzer, you know, the Secret Service code when Joe Biden's walking around naked, which he has a history of doing on his way to swimming pools at various uh, vice presidential locations and his Delaware home. When Joe Biden and he walks around in the house naked, uh, nobody wants to see that. And the Secret Service code is Cobra, 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 Cobra. That means that, uh, you know, the mongoose is on the loose and he's the silly mongoose, isn't he? And and the uh, the Chris Plant store, we have Cobra, 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 where we have Cobra, Cobra, Cobra coffee mugs and T-shirts because it's the Secret Service code for Cobra, Joe. Cobra, Cobra. See, he he knows he knows that that's the code. But uh, Joe Biden uh, walking around naked or not in Nantucket, staying at his uh, his pal David Rubenstein's thirty four million dollar. I was reading this story today and I I kind of I got a little bit of a, a mean laugh out of it. It's. I didn't, I didn't want to be mean, but I was reading the story, and it turns out David Rubenstein uh, bought this property, tore down the existing house, built himself a gigantic home, and uh, now his ex-wife has it. And I got to say, that made me laugh just a little bit. I know, I know, but 
President Joe Biden, his wife Jill, their children and grandchildren returned to Nantucket, but not all of them. Am I right? Not the because they do have this grandchild that they don't acknowledge. What's her name? Navy. Navy. Why? Navy Joan Roberts. Isn't that right? I'm just doing that from memory, but I think that's right. And how old is she now, the granddaughter that has been neglected? She's four or five years old, I'd say. But she's not invited to spend time because with the family because crackhead son Hunter Biden, with all of his international business dealings, knocked up the exotic dancer uh, London Roberts. Am I right? See, I remember the family better than Joe Biden does. Joe doesn't know. But uh, they say that the grandkids are there. And if it were Trump, every story would point out not their bastard grandchild, who I think the exotic dancer mother named it Navy to be ironic since the father, Hunter Biden, was kicked out of the Navy for repeated instances of cocaine abuse. Cocaine. See what I'm talking about? So President Joe Biden, Jill Biden, grandchildren, the children arrived in Nantucket Tuesday to spend Thanksgiving holiday at the $34 million luxurious compound owned by billionaire businessman David Rubenstein. They say he's now turned philanthropist. Sure. Yeah, doesn't everybody? Preparations have already begun on the island for the first family's arrival. Large military cargo planes have been touching down at the island's airport for the past week, carrying the equipment necessary to secure the president for his stay. Now, on Monday... A fleet of Massachusetts state police motorcycles and SUVs drove off the ferry boat and onto the town's main drag. It's an island, you know, Nantucket. And uh, reports are that I was conceived there. But, but I was very young at the time, so I can't, I can't attest to that. But um, So to have all the, the police on hand for the, the Biden visit, about 20 to 30 motorcycles drove off the boat along with an ambulance and a dozen police cars. But the uh, president, you know, hundreds of people follow wherever he goes, secret service agents and support staff, members of the military, locked down the area around David Rubenstein's 13,000-square-foot home while the Bidens are at the residence. So the, the first couple will be joined by the majority of their grandchildren, Naomi Biden, is she the one where the Secret Service opened fire in Georgetown the other day protecting her? And we still didn't get any follow-up on that because we don't have a news media in a Western sense. We have a Soviet news media. They don't follow up. They don't hold Democrats accountable, and they lynch Republicans because that's an old Democrat Party tradition, you know. So they'll have the majority of their grandchildren because, you know, Naomi Biden, her husband, Neil, uh, uh, Peter, Peter Neil, rather, uh, and uh, then they'll have Finnegan and Maisie and Natalie and Little Hunter and Baby Bo, uh, but no Navy Joan, no Navy Joan Roberts. She's not invited. Yeah, only Baby Bo and his parents, Hunter Biden and Melissa Cohen, joined the first family at last year's Thanksgiving festi- festivities. But now they they can't anymore because you know, that's the thing. That's right. They'll spend Wednesday. Celebrating, that's today, President Biden's 81st birthday, which was actually on Monday. But Joe Biden forgot about it. So that uh, came up a couple days later. Marking the occasion with a coconut cake. A coconut cake that looked like Dresden after 
British General Bomber Harris got done with it. You see that cake? Honestly, that was that was a two-alarm fire. That was really something. Yes, sir. And then they'll enjoy their Thanksgiving dinner at the $34 million home. Sure, that's what they're going to do. That's their thing. $34 million home. And it is, uh, it's a little bit funny. And uh, Rubenstein, he doesn't he really, he doesn't go to the house much anymore because now his ex-wife, now his ex-wife has the, has the house. And that, you know, that, that'd be kind of a bummer, don't you think? I think so. I think that'd be a little bit. Hey, here's my $34 million home. I built it after tearing down the thing and that's, uh, you know, kind of a bummer. But uh, that's, that's the thing. Rubenstein bought the waterfront property in the year 2000 for his now ex-wife, Alice, and their three children. He tore down the existing house, put up the 13,000-square-foot home, which features tennis court, swimming pool, hot tub, and a private dock for your yacht, naturally. That's uh, it's your $34 million. Um, if they were renting the house, which they're not, it would rent for $30,000 a month, you know, for monthly summer rentals and things like that, Thanksgiving rentals. Now, does Joe Biden, is he going to pay the uh, the prorated $30,000 rate for his, what's it going to be, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, for their, you know, six-day stay? I suspect they will not, but that's okay. And since the joke was about going next door to a different island, Martha's Vineyard, to go visit Barack Obama at his, what is his house, is a $14 million waterfront house because, you know, that's the, uh, that's the thing about being an ex-president, especially a Democrat. President Trump actually lost tons of money being president. Every other president cashes in, especially uh, Democrats. I don't think H.W. Uh, and W. cashed in that much. Uh, Reagan didn't cash in so much. But these guys, was it, a $50 million contract with Netflix? Because it turns out, hey, you ever watch TV? Yeah, we've watched TV. Oh, you're perfect for Netflix. Here's $50 million. Now you're a big-time television producer. What have they produced, you might ask? No one knows. But since the joke was, and Obama said, you know, nobody home, and he did his Obama impersonation, which wasn't too bad. But uh, there was a story just the other day that I didn't get to, but now it's come back. Obama showed little public support for Biden at recent democracy event. Attendees say, quote, tensions were evident, end quote. Obama didn't mention Biden once in a recent interview about threats to democracy. Well, that's because you'd have to point out that he's the number one threat to democracy worldwide. And as a faithful party apparatchik, he doesn't want to do that. A new media report and the Washington Post claims tensions were evident between the Obama and Biden camps at the former's, that's uh, Barack Obama's, nonprofit. They make lots of profit off their nonprofit. Democracy Forum earlier this month, with some feeling President Biden received insufficient support at the event from his old boss as he seeks to unite the Democratic Party. Is that what he's doing? What, under the Hamas flag? because that's where the party's rallying at this moment in history. Remarkable stuff. And, uh, you know, you remember what Barack Obama said about Joe Biden, famously. Never underestimate Joe Biden's ability to beep things up. 
I can't use the word, it's a curse word, one of the seven words, you know. The takeaway of the weekend was not, hey, team, we're going to get the band back together to help Biden out, one attendee told the Washington Post anonymously, of course, because everybody's anonymous with these lefties because they're afraid that they'll be killed or something, thrown in jail. If this is a supposedly existential threat and democracy is so challenged, then why aren't you being more overt about it? Well, because it's all fake. It's a big lie. It's about Democrat Party power. It's about the left and power. The former president, Barack Obama, and thousands of former staffers, he's got thousands of former staffers, gathered in Chicago earlier this month to mark the holy and sacred 15th anniversary of his election victory in 2008. The Obama Foundation's forum was pegged to the event to explore issues critical to strengthening democracy. Whatever they say they're doing, they're doing the opposite. Obama gave a speech and also an interview to the left-wing podcast, Pod Save America, hosted by two left-wing hacks that worked in the White House. And now, you know, everybody's got a podcast, right? Hosted by some of his former staffers that weekend. But they're very upset because in the interview, Obama didn't mention Biden once even while discussing threats to democracy, which he obviously is. And as the Washington Post put it, he eschewed several opportunities to promote his former running mate's campaign, which is facing alarm over surveys showing him behind former President Trump. They're going completely crazy about that. And today is the 60th anniversary of the assassination of John F. Kennedy in Dallas, Texas. Obama's speech only mentioned Biden twice and not in the context of his election. So the media is very upset that, um, that you know, Biden's not a, 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 doesn't have a cheerleader in Barack Obama, which is completely unsurprising to everybody because everybody knows that Biden is a sock puppet stooge whose White House is being run by remote control and by... Obama White House people whose cars can be found. Well, the, the Biden White House people cars can be found at Obama's house off of Embassy Row in Washington by day and by night. What are they doing there? Obama's not even there, but all these Biden White House people are at the probably $10 million. Now I think they bought it for $8 million. The house in the shadow of the main mosque in Washington, D.C. The most beautiful sound he's ever heard was the call to prayer, he famously said. Uh, oh, I've got a lot to get to. Yes, I do. Oh, uh, former Ambassador Rick Grinnell has weighed in on uh, Joe Biden and the media. I want to share that with you as well. Well, it's official. The holidays are actually here. And the jolly old elves at Omaha Steaks have your wish list covered with guaranteed perfection during their Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales. Go to omahasteaks.com, omahasteaks.com, and take advantage of 50% off across the entire website. When you use the code PLANT at checkout, that's me, P-L-A-N-T-E, I have an E on the end. Nobody knows why. You're going to get another $30 off your order. Omaha Steaks make great gifts, too. Uh, I've got to tell you, I gifted some this year, didn't I, Michael? Yes, indeed. You'll be the hero of the dinner table this holiday season when you give the gift of Omaha Steaks. Score delicious deals on tender, juicy, extra-aged steaks like their mouth-watering bacon-wrapped filet mignon. You can warm up the easy meals, the 
Carefully curated gift packages guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless value. But it's a good idea to hurry because Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals at Omaha Steaks will be gone before you know it. You can do it today. That's omahasteaks.com. The promo code is plant at checkout. A minimum order may be required. Yes, sir. Yeah, and the Washington Post actually did a story on on how terrible the city of Washington is getting under the Democrats. They didn't mention Democrats. But I've got that. Why are all these and these uh, immigrants to the United States who are fleeing because the Democrats are ruining America? I've got that story coming up. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. And I've got to say that, you know, these, these people... Yeah, crazy stories falling through the ceiling tiles here. You know, Targay, the the big box store known as Car- Targay now, the, uh, it's, it was Target, then it was Targay, the French, French pronunciation. Then they started, you know, doing the LGBTQ sexualization of children thing, and then they became Targay. And the latest story, today's story from the New York Post, Target, Targay, under fire for sexualizing Christmas with Pride Santa. They've made Santa gay. They've got gay Santa now. But what what would Mrs. Santa Claus say about this? We know that she lives at the North Pole. Target under fire for sexualizing Christmas with Pride Santa. The New York Post. Target facing backlash, sexualizing Christmas. Releasing an LGBTQ plus holiday decoration line which includes Pride Santa and Pride Christmas Nutcracker figure. Well, that makes a certain amount more sense, though, doesn't it, than, than Santa? The Pride Nutcracker. That's a, I think that doesn't look a lot like Hillary Clinton. Yeah, what is it with Targay? They, they don't learn. Pretty crazy. That whole thing. They just keep doing it and keep doing it. They want to shrink their uh, their base. They have a base too, right? Yeah, Terry, yeah, uh, to turn it into uh, into gay. Can you just leave anything alone? And you put a lefty in charge of anything, and they just they go crazy. The Pride Christmas Nutcracker figure, the spitting image of Hillary Clinton. If it were, that would be hilarious. At least that'd be a great gift. When in fact, we do have. Listeners sent us a Hillary Clinton nutcracker. No kidding, is that right? Victoria Glick has brought us a, a Hillary Clinton nutcracker, and it is, yeah, it's about that big, and it, the legs, and it's uh, walnuts, and all that stuff. It's the Hillary Clinton nutcracker. They should have that, the Pride Christmas nutcracker. It's better if it were Pride, because, you know, Hillary, wink, wink. She's sad, but nobody believes her, right? 
Yeah, the Nutcracker uh, figurine at Target is holding a progress flag, which merges the LGBTQ plus flag with other flags representing transgender people, black and brown people, while the Pride Santa features St. Nicholas holding the rainbow pride flag. See, that's good. And then they have ornaments, you know, like uh, love is love and, and uh, ouch, that hurts. And uh, what is the uh, sexualizing Christmas for children? That's what Target is doing. They're pushing this stuff because I guess they want to be boycotted. Is that the, that the thing? Can you leave anything? Look, why don't you just be a store and sell stuff and not be a political front for the radical left that is, you know, terrorizing and sexualizing children at uh, very early ages? But never mind that. I just mentioned Rick Grinnell. Rick Grinnell was the United States ambassador to Germany under President Trump. He was also the director of national intelligence under President Trump. And uh, Rick Grinnell is a smart man, a, a thoughtful man, a conservative, and uh, and, he, you know, uh, and he's a gay man, so the Democrats want to crucify him because he's supposed to be on team destroy the world which is the Democrat Party, of course. Rick Grinnell has an X account. It's X. And uh, every time he is, they're still saying, formerly known as Twitter, like nobody knows. Nobody's been paying attention. Amazing stuff. But uh, Paul Sperry, with an X post, breaking news records reveal, Joe Biden had his personal lawyers uh, send a FedEx driver to the Penn Biden Center to pick up boxes of White House documents, November 2nd, 2022. The day before, November 3rd, 2022, the National Archives arrived to take the documents. Wait a minute. See? The National Archives showed up the next day at the Biden Penn Center to retrieve classified documents that were discovered there, in quotation marks, right? And uh, the day before, Joe Biden's personal lawyer sent a FedEx driver to pick up boxes of White House documents the day before. Uh, You know, these people are casually corrupt, like nobody's business. So Rick Grinnell, Ambassador, DNI, Trump administration, retweeted that tweet and and made a couple of notes. He said, the D.C. media is part of the Joe Biden cover-up. Yes, it is. I say that quite frequently, don't I? China, China gave Penn, the University of Pennsylvania, tens of millions of dollars. The Chinese communists gave the University of Pennsylvania tens of millions of dollars. Right? The university that maintains the the Biden Center, okay, China gave Penn tens of millions of dollars. The president of the University of Pennsylvania then paid Joe Biden $900,000. But Joe Biden didn't teach a single class at the University of Pennsylvania. He's lied about that a few times, but that's been fact-checked. He never did teach class. Joe Biden then gave the president of the University of Pennsylvania an ambassador job. Thank you, Ambassador, for the $900,000. Here's your ambassadorship. The president of the University of Pennsylvania, now an ambassador, then gets deferred compensation from the University of Pennsylvania 
of $23 million. While simultaneously, and you might say hypocritically, supporting student loan forgiveness, which the Biden administration is using to buy votes of young people, the old-fashioned Chicago way. And Rick Grinnell points out, the media ignores every step. Corruption, he says. Yes, that's the that's a textbook political corruption, isn't it? And our media is the most corrupt institution in the United States of America, which is another one of my very excellent sayings. Uh, a couple of my excellent sayings come into, into play here. The most insidious power the media has is the power to ignore. That's one of my great sayings, and it is. The second is the news media is the most corrupt institution in America. And these two ex-posts sum that all up pretty nicely. And then the next story on my list is Joe Biden arrives in Nantucket to stay at the $34 million home of a, what is he, a hedge fund guy? David Rubenstein, who's probably now anti-Israel, but never mind that. Crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. All right, there is uh, so much, so much crazy for us to get to. And we haven't even gotten to Israel, which I do want to get to with the hostage. I, mean, I talked about a little bit early on in the show, but, uh, but there is so much more, so much more. You have the, uh, speaking of Democrats hating Israel and being pro-terrorists and pro-Hamas, I believe we have the Susan Saranrap. Susan Saranrap uh, was an actress long ago. I think she was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think she won a golden statuette for playing Dress Up and Make Believe a long, long time ago. That's what they do. It's an amazing country, isn't it? So Susan, Saran, Su- Susan Sarandon is her name. And uh, she was in uh, New York at a pro-terrorist rally in favor of exterminating the state of Israel, which is genocide. So she was out there pushing for genocide, and she she said this to the gathered crowd of really dim-witted anti-Semites, some of whom might even be Jewish themselves, but they're leftists first and they're Jews second. They don't know what they're pitching here. But, you know, Adolf Hitler's party was called the Socialist Workers' Party of Germany, just in case. You know, that's been erased. You can talk to educated people all over the place and say, yeah, that I said, what's the full name of the Nazi party? Almost nobody knows. You can talk to college professors. They don't know. And I said, and they, well, it's a, the Nazi party. No, it's the full name. What did they call themselves? What, what was their? And, oh, the National Socialists. Oh, yeah, it's got the word socialist in there. Yeah, then, uh, and that's where they run out of gas usually. The National Socialist German, we knew it was German, Workers' Party. It's the Socialist Workers' Party of Germany. But never mind that. So here's Susan Saranrap pushing Hamas. There are a lot of people that are afraid, afraid of being Jewish at this time and are getting a taste of what it feels like to be a Muslim in this country so often uh, subjected to violence. It's important to listen. It's important to have facts. Try to take a breath before you answer. And... If it's possible, have a conversation. We need a ceasefire now. Yes, yes, the 77-year-old activist um, is a disgrace to Western civilization. 
Not because, you know, Muslims in this country are so under attack, aren't they? They're constantly being attacked by terrible, horrible people. That's false. Susan Sarandon, the headline today, from the Hollywood Reporter, yesterday headline, dropped by UTA, which is a urinary tract, uh, a urinary tract affliction, I think. Isn't that what it is? Dropped by, it's actually a big talent agency. Their agent, her, she has agents, and her agents have dropped her because of that saying. Because, you know, you say the Jews run Hollywood, you'll never work in this town again. <laughs> the, uh, Susan Sarandon dropped by UTA after comments at pro-Palestine rally. Honestly, it's pro-Hamas. That's what it is, pro-Hamas. So the talent agency distanced itself from the Oscar winner, after she claimed during a New York City rally that fearful American Jews now had a taste of how it feels to be a Muslim in America. That's, uh, you know, it's got to be uh, terrible being that demented, having a brain that small. But uh, the talent agency has a spokesperson at UTA um, saying that they're no longer representing Susan Sarenrap. The parting of ways follows controversial remarks made at a pro-Palestinian rally, pro-Hamas rally, in New York City's Union Square on November 17th. There are a lot of people afraid of being Jewish at this time, and they're getting a taste of what it feels like to be a Muslim in this country, so often subjected to violence. You know, like the guy in Ohio who was run over by the car, he said, by somebody screaming, F you, Palestinians, you darn Palestinians. Because uh, the guy driving by could tell that he was Palestinian walking down the sidewalk. That's, that's pretty good radar on that. And then it turned out it was a big fake. It was another fake hate crime. Democrats fake a lot of hate crimes. You know, like Juicy Smoulet in Chicago with uh, this mega country. Remember that? This mega country? Sure. Downtown Chicago, 3 o'clock in the morning, 40 degrees below zero, wind howling off the lake. And that's mega country. Because, and, you know, the most implausible thing of that was someone would recognize him. <laughs> and then know that he's gay because they use anti-gay slurs. They spotted him. He was, what is he doing? Going to the subway to get a sandwich at 3 o'clock in the morning. And he brought a noose with him and tied it around his neck. Democrats love being victims, don't they? Just, uh, just amazing. They're truly appalling people. Yes, they are. Speaking of Muslims, uh, at home on the couch this morning, before the sun came up with my best girl. And my best girl, uh, reading the Washington Post, arrived at our front door. Front page above the fold. Chilling times for a cool district. A cool district. The District of Columbia is often called the district. Is it cool? No, they're talking about H Street. H like Henry Street in Northeast Washington, D.C. H Street was once a symbol of D.C.'s rebirth. Now it's barely holding on. That's because of Democrats, most of whom... I'm learning, are criminals. It's a pretty amazing thing. So the red neon sign was in place over the entrance, and the shelves were neatly stocked with wines, whiskeys, and vodkas. Sorab Dalwiri was ready to launch his new store, a new liquor store, on the H Street Corridor in D.C. Cool. See, it's cool, known as H Street Northeast. Two days before opening in mid-September, just before dawn, burglars threw a brick through 
Dalaris uh, and, and he's uh, from Pakistan or India, threw a brick through his window. And guess what they did? They tipped over rows of shelves, smashing $10,000 worth of red wines, adding to the toll of crime jarring the neighborhood and city beyond. By mid-October, a month after H Street Liquors opened, Dil Arwi was uh, swept up in shattered glass from two more break-ins. I'm scared for my life, the 40-year-old owner and immigrant to the United States said from behind the cash register, contemplating his options. What are you going to do? Stay home? Now, this is what's happening all over the city of Washington and cities all over America because of Democrats. The quarter, the 8th Street quarter's challenges are exacerbated by violent incidents over the past year that drew national attention, including assaults on a, a member of Congress and a staffer. At the uh, same time, the steady grind of burglaries, robberies, stolen cars, add to the collective sense of unease. Oh, there's a sense of unease. There is also a near-constant presence of aggressive panhandlers and clusters of people lingering on sidewalks, many of them appearing disheveled, disoriented, and at moments menacing, you think? As October ended, a community group felt it necessary to advise a neighborhood email list that a D.C. judge had released a man with no fixed address who had been arrested on 8th Street after allegedly threatening two people with a machete. And he was arrested, and then they put him right back on the street. The story goes on to share the, the tales of Muslim immigrants to the United States opening businesses, robbed, brutalized, had their businesses smashed up just for the sake of destroying things. And guess what they're doing? They're shutting down. And it uh, gets better than that because the neighborhood has, I believe they said, 20 marijuana stores, 20 on this little stretch of uh, businesses, and yet there are still pot dealers standing on the sidewalk in front of his business. Among the 20 or so marijuana shops that have opened on 8th Street since 2021, right? You walk past people and you feel their spirit and you know it ain't right. We want to reclaim the street. We need a reset. We are going to set an example for the city or not. Mohammed Mohammed. Stopped ordering food a couple of weeks ago for his stone, for his store. He's breaking his lease two years early, saying that he's fed up with $5,000 a month in shoplifting, $14,000 a month rent, and pot peddlers too often lingering outside his door. But wait, there are 20 pot stores on the street, and there are still pot dealers standing on the sidewalk? Welcome to D.C. Democrats run it. Yeah, as Washington Post story is really quite remarkable. It reminded uh, Michael Pierce and I were talking about it this morning. Reminded us of a story out of San Francisco where a refugee family from Yemen 
which is one of the armpits of the planet Earth, of family, refugees, Yemen. You know, that's where they have the Houthi rebels and madness, Iran proxies and killers, murderers. So loony bin, it has been since dirt was new. And this family from Yemen, poor people, got to come to the United States. They went to San Francisco, and they were so horrified by what they found in San Francisco, their little child walking to school being terrorized, that they fled the United States and went back to Yemen. Why is that, Michael? Democrats. Democrats is the correct answer. Another business owner, Salim, on H Street Northeast, in an interview he says he doesn't feel comfortable uh, uh, a sense he attributed to corner drug dealers and the homeless population and a pervasive smell of marijuana. You walk past people, you feel their spirit, and you know it ain't right, Salim said. We want to reclaim the street. And uh, another store owner, Mohammed Mohammed, stopped ordering food. He's going out of business. $5,000 a month in shoplifting. Democrats have legalized shoplifting. Amazing stuff. The number of violent crimes increased from 76 to 96, a nearly 25% increase compared to the same period last year. The number of stolen cars in this neighborhood rose from 115 to 163. 163 cars stolen in one neighborhood. Democrats stole every single one of them. 41% increase. Robberies increased from 62 to 79 robberies. 25% increase. Burglaries jumped from 14 to 36. Yes, sir. Everything's jumping. U Street neighborhood. Number of incidents jumped nearly 64%. The Democrats are making everything better. And all these immigrants are freaked out. They came to the United States, the capital of the United States. And look at this. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? (laughs) You pay me more. Jeff Smith teaches on the sliding scale. (laughs) Those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.